Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Thursday morning. So, yesterday morning, probably about, uh, I would say it was around 9 or so, 9.30, sitting in a room with uh, some co-workers, doing a little bit of a meeting, if you will. One of the people in that room is a avid, huge Green Bay Packers fan. My phone vibrates. Try not to ignore what's going on in the meeting, but I have to look because it's, I see it's a notification from my sleeper app, and then I look and I go, oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> and I look right at her. I go, guess who's not playing on Sunday? Who? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what do you think about that, man? Well, immediately it had an effect on the odds because it went from one and a half points Chiefs to seven and a half points Chiefs, and I think that is a tremendous overreaction. Jordan Love, who will be replacing Aaron Rodgers, is well, he'll be making his first career start. But he's not a newcomer with the team. He was their number one draft choice last year, 2020, from Utah State. Had a record-breaking career at Utah State. That's, that's D1, but it's a lower-level D1. So you have to look at exactly over whom he was accomplishing all these records. And it isn't all the toughest of competition. But the guy can't play. He's had some some experience this year when Rodgers was sitting out. He played the exhibition games, not all of them, but some of them. In fact, I think, let me correct that, I think he played all of them, all of the preseason mm-hmm. games. So he has experience with that front team, the, the starting team. And, of course, he works out with them every single day, being the key backup to Aaron Rodgers. It will make, uh, it'll make somewhat of a difference, sure, because the Packers team will not have the confidence of having their leader back there to spur them on, but I'd tell you, Green Bay's still pretty good. They are a great team. Great and, defense, and the, great offense, the, and they've got the a lot of weapons. Seven and a half points over to which that bulge, I'll play that. I'll, I'll give the points and take the Packers. Oh, but I'm not, but I'm not he ain't going to do it. <laughs> he's, do, he's doing that on my behalf because he knows that I don't want, we don't want to get too personal when it comes well, to I my think, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs do win, but the Chiefs have been so vulnerable here in the last New York Giants, for instance. The Let's Giants are not the Packers. No, they're not. And here the Chiefs had to struggle to get by them. Is it because the Chiefs are playing to the level of their competition? That's possible. They may be that kind of team. If they if they are that kind of team, they will have to ramp up things completely because Green Bay is not one of the lower no. level ball clubs. I just want to see some consistency. That's that's literally all I want to see. I want to see that first drive on Monday night all day long on Sunday afternoon. And everyone that's going to that game, you better be screaming your head off. I don't want Jordan Love to hear anything. Please, on my behalf, if you're going to Arrowhead on Sunday, I can't be there. Scream as loud as you possibly can. If you come back and you have a voice, you didn't do a good job. Now let's talk about the Chiefs. Uh, as far as health, is Clyde going to get back in there? Uh, Edward Hilaire is not expected to play. But interestingly enough, there are some other... Th- their health is pretty good. And Hitchens is apparently going to play. Had a really? Full, well, in a full practice yesterday, so you assume if he's practicing in full that he at least will be available to start at linebacker. Uh, Hitchens has had that very, and it's painful, painful, nagging elbow injury. He heard it about, oh, I think three weeks ago. Hasn't played since. But elbow injuries sometimes can be very tough to heal. His apparently is healing all right because he wouldn't have practiced in full yesterday if, if that weren't the case. So I look for him to be back in there and helping that linebacker core I'd be interested to see how much Melvin Ingram plays in this game, if if he does play at all. He may not, 
Josh Gordon, who has been with the team, he's played very limited action, and that's understandable. He has a playbook. In the scheme, yeah. And it's, it's a new ball club, and the schemes are tough to handle. But in defense, you do one thing. <laughs> You rush that passer. <laughs> Especially when it's Melvin Ingram, it's not going to be, he doesn't need to really learn the rule book. He just needs to know where the ball is and where the quarterback is and go. So I will be interested to see if they get him in uh, on Sunday and maybe alleviate some some time for uh, Chris Jones or Frank Clark. Who knows? Um, be interesting to see if they could, with Hitchens back, throw some of those stud linebackers maybe in DB coverage to help us out back there. Why not? <laughs> I know that's what, why not? If, like I said, you know, I've, I've, like I've been saying, if you're an offense playing the Kansas City Chiefs, as you see 49 or 55 running out there, you throw that ball in that direction and probably 80 to 90% of the time you're going to get a huge gain. So we'll see what happens, but uh, I, I have... After that news yesterday, I feel a little bit better about this game going into Sunday, (laughs) even though it'll probably have an asterisk and every Green Bay fan, if they lose, is probably going to say, well, guess what? It was because we didn't have Aaron Rodgers. But if they win, they're going to say, we still beat you without Aaron Rodgers. It goes both ways. And if they play in the Super Bowl, it'll be a very interesting match. We'll see. We'll see. Still got a long way to go, man. Half a season left. It's just crazy to think that just a few short years ago, we watched this guy do some amazing things on Alabama. He gets drafted high, does great things for even though they are, you know, competition for my beloved Chiefs, still an incredible player in the AFC West. And then to go and do something so stupid like this, it just it just blows my mind. When I saw photos of the crash, it's a miracle he's even still alive, to be honest with you. When I saw the, the photos and uh, saw what had happened and the damage, I said he had to have been going 100 miles an hour. He wasn't. He was going 156 miles an hour. 156 miles an hour in the city of Las Vegas? What have you done? Where is your brain? Well, I did notice that Derek Carr, his quarterback, came out today and said, now's the time we really have to have some love for Henry Ruggs. Well, I understand that, sure, some level of sympathy, but look what he did. Slams right into a car, kills a woman in there, going way, 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 (laughs) light years over the speed limit, and two times above the alcohol limitation. You go from seeing him do incredible things in a professional light to you see him sitting behind a glass wall yesterday getting booked it just you if you want it if you if you need a wake-up call or you need some sort of reminder not to do stupid stuff that is a really good reminder he isn't the victim of circumstances no he did this himself absolutely and 100%. he needs to pay the price i sent a note to the other guy if he avoids any jail time in this there is no justice he has to be well now this is talking of course from a neutral standpoint but he has to be in prison for a number of years for this this, the, he has paid the price, and the legalities have a certain price tag to it. The maximum is uh, 20 years, I believe, 20 years in prison. Look what he did. Good. Racist. And, life. It'd and be no there different is if, nobody to blame but himself. Absolutely, and it'd be no different if you, you got drunk and you fill, you just loaded a gun and just started shooting it in the air, and you popped someone and killed them. It'd be no different. It's exactly the same thing. Guess what? You're going to jail, too. So... We will see how the uh, legal justice system serves in this correction and if it is true, if you can buy yourself out of anything in this country, and sometimes I think you actually can. So stay tuned on that, but it is, it's just, it's a horrific thing. I mean, you got someone with so much talent. It's just, God, what a waste. So stupid. 
Sometimes these guys, they have this these unbelievable abilities still do not develop as men, and that is the shame. You look at what happened with uh, Aaron Gonzalez from the Patriots, the incredibly talented player, but just the mind of a 14-year-old kid and just never developed. It just breaks your heart because it's like you would think that some of these quote-unquote coaches of men would step up and say, hey, hey, life is life. This is a game, whatever. This stuff is fleeting. Life and these things, these lessons that we can teach you throughout these levels, and he just never got taught, unfortunately. Well, it's easy to say that about the adult father figure in this, your coach. But some guys just, sim- it's not an impact with them. No, Because true. they think Very they're true. invulnerable. Very true. I'm a top athlete. I can do all these things. Physically, they're mature. Mentally, they are very immature. Yeah, very and that is so. a problem. And you see it time and time again. It, you, you really do. Um, so let's change the subject. Maybe something a little bit more positive, depending on who you root for <laughs> in uh, the bowl rankings. Your team might be in there. If you're a K-State Wildcat fan like me, they are not. Well, there are 25 top teams that are rated in that bowl series, but the top four are the ones on whom you focus because if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, those top four would be the playoff teams. Well, who do they play this week? Well, the number one team in America, which is Georgia. Oh, my. They're playing Mizzou. Mizzou is only a 37-and-a-half-point dog in this one. That'll be tough. Down between the, what they like to call between the hedges because the field is surrounded by uh-huh. hedges. It's really beautiful. Oh, right yeah, now. it's gorgeous. And and in Georgia, football is serious. Numero uno. <laughs> and in uppercase letters. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I know the uh, the, <laughs> the spread is insane on that game. Um, if you got some money to blow, maybe we'll throw a couple dollars. You could make something if there's Missouri, an upset. <laughs> they, they may take Georgia may take their foot off the pedal, and yeah. Georgia or Missouri could get a couple of points. Number two, Alabama is home playing under the lights in Tuscaloosa before the usual paltry crowd of 106,000 fans. They'll play LSU. That's a great rivalry. All great, always. Number three is Michigan State, and the Spartans will travel to Purdue to take on the Boilermakers. That's not a given. Purdue's a pretty good football team. And number four, Oregon, plays out in Seattle against the University of Washington. That's also not a given. But we'll see how things work out. These top four probably will change within the next couple of weeks. So we're going to be at Wingapalooza all day Saturday, and we'll have the uh, teardrop that we're giving away, which also has a TV on it. And guess what I'll be doing right next to the stage? (laughs) Watching some music and college football at the same time. It'll be great. Come stop by and see us to get registered. Last but not least, if you're out tonight, uh, check out some uh, great, great action. we got an excellent test for a pair of good basketball teams tonight. The Drink University Bulldogs are number one in the Missouri Valley Conference, and they are considered to be a national contender. And by that contender, I mean a national NCAA tournament team. Drake is going to take on Drury, Springfield's Drury Panthers, in an exhibition game up in Des Moines. Drury is a very good Division II program. You don't need me to tell you that. You know that. Their record over the years has been nothing short of outstanding. Drury has a new coach in Chris Foster, replaces Steve Hesser, who was there for 17 years. And uh, Coach Foster and Darian DeVries, the head coach at Drake, our old longtime buddies and associates. So they got together for this little exhibition game. That'll be a nice test for Drake. It'll be a really good and significant test for Drury to see how far along they are in their season. I think it'll be a really, really good basketball game. Frequently, these matchups between Division One and Division Two are not not good uh, not good comparisons. But I think this one will be because they are very good basketball teams. I wouldn't be surprised to see 
Brewery go up to Des Moines and give Drake a really tough time. Man, can you imagine getting a dub against Drake and starting your season off that way? Well, Drury has come up with a D1 victory before. Mm-hmm. They played Oral Roberts down in Tulsa a number of years ago and beat Oral Roberts, and so did the Lady Panthers. Uh, Lady Panthers, I don't think anybody wants to play them. No, that's a whole <laughs> different ball game. Well, Ned, you stay, uh, stay. I guess as we warm up, get warmer Thank today. You. I'll Thank see you tomorrow, man. Sir.